Hello, friends. Hello. This is Uncle. And we have quite a treat for you today. We'll be talking about being John Malkovich from ooh, 1995. Ooh. 1995, 1999. Is there a particular film that you've been following? Or um, I'm keen to see The Joker. Same. As is literally everyone Same. in the world. Okay. Yep. Yep. Okay. Yep. Real talk. Let's discuss. I went to go watch oh, it. You did. The first don't, don't day. Uh, uh, it's... <laughs> oh, no. Bits of it are good and bits of it are like, oh, they're playing into the fact that it's actually like a DC owned character. So they had to sneak in like a sneaky, uh, sneaky character mm-hmm. bit. But other than that, I thought it was interesting. It was. Yeah, how's yeah. acting? Because I've heard measures oh, about um, it. I think, you know, I gotta say, I think the concept. It, doesn't fly as well with me mm. because I'm not super familiar with comic book um, films mm. but I do think Joaquin Phoenix was really good as like a sympathetic character even though he plays like a very cuckoo guy <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah I think he kind of like single-handedly um, like kind of drove the film forwards and it was really good and he lost like 25 kilograms yeah. just for this role or something. That's dedication. Yeah, yeah, and you get to see his rib cage and stuff. It's <laughs> oh <my> great. <laughs> That's a time. Well, that I heard, is. I watched a few video essays mm. and I heard the same thing you're kind of saying, Haney. Yes. Which is like, it was okay, but Joaquin Phoenix was the one thing that carried it through. Yeah. If he wasn't in it, it may not have been mm. as good. Oh, I like some of the music choices okay. as well because the whole thing was like, meant to be set in like in like a you know like an alternate timeline but it's still like a black and white tv set so it's meant to mm. sound a little it's like old hollywood in yeah, a way. yeah yeah it has like that slight 50s vibe to yeah. it and you see old cars and stuff and a lot of the songs are also kind of like that yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, mm. like a like great a imitation of mm. what it was. <laughs> like carnival <laughs> music. <laughs> yeah. Um I like the costumes, they were fine. Mm, um okay. I think visually things were okay. It's just oh. like um it doesn't yeah. sound I that was great. So hyped, Haiti. Yeah. I was yeah. so hyped. Yeah. No, okay. Oh, so boy. Joker was great, but I really liked the I don't know the actress's name, shoot, but like I really liked Joker's mum. Okay. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So like I'm not going to go too deep into it, but she is kind of like a deuterogonist in a sense that like she's like a supporting character who's mm. behind like Joker, mm. and yeah, she she plays like a very convincing role in that she's like meant to do and stuff. It's good, right. yeah. And what have you been watching lately? 
Um, I also I also saw um it chapter two. I know this is oh. kind of slow. All right. Yeah, mm. this was like Thoughts? I don't know, like three months after its release or something. <laughs> I'm sure it's not three months, but like okay, I gotta say I don't know what kind of like cerebral entertainment people were after, but everyone said it's really bad, but it's fine. Yeah, it wasn't like <laughs> look. I haven't heard the best things about Same. it. Same. Yeah. It was more of a... Good I just... I watched the first one mm. and, you know, I watched it in the cinemas and it was just, like, a treat. It was just so funny. I think it's because yeah. I saw the memes beforehand. Oh. So oh. I'm just, like, <laughs> yeah. expecting the worst. Yes. <laughs> oh, oh, yes, no. the memes. Um, mm. But have you guys read the book? It, it's no, really actually. long. So. No. I mean... Uh, yeah, well... Mm. I'm gonna say the source material isn't great, and that's why, like, it oh. slows down. Because, you know, people like kids, and they're like, haha, isn't it funny seeing, like, teenagers, like, swear <laughs> and, like, make jokes right. about virgins and stuff. Yeah. But, like, when they're adults, it doesn't, like, stick as well. Oh, oh they still continue to make yeah, those jokes. Yeah, like, it's kind of like that. <laughs> do but, the, do uh, the characters at least follow on? Is it a believable. No. Casting. No. <laughs> oh, well, the casting is fine. The casting right. is wonderful. Right. Um, it's just that the character is just kind of like they either entirely abandon who they were when they oh, were a no. kid, okay. or they like play it up to the point where it's like they're a caricature of themselves. Ah. Um, oh. like yeah, it's fine. It's a mm. fine movie. And oh, I watched it with like a like a theater full of kids even really? though it's ma15 oh so my God, it was full yeah. of like high school kids and they were crying <laughs> behind oh me and i was like guys it's really not that scary uh, i can't even like i can't even talk bad about kids who go to like these films because i took my my well she was eight then my eight-year-old oh. sister oh, to no. venom oh, <laughs> oh and i mean like questionable but like yeah, i was like it's, it's just tom hardy it's fine and it's just tom and she's hardy. like who is it's like spider-man <laughs> Yeah, yeah so it's, it's, like, it's gonna be a comic book movie. Yeah, It'll she be... didn't sleep for eight days. Oh but it's no! Fine. Oh my gosh! Wait, I didn't see it except for like again the memes that rose from Venom yeah. about like Eminem going like Venom and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I, I have not seen that one. But it, was, it was kind great. of it was kind it wasn't it wasn't that violent. It was just kind of followed the same you know superhero kind of okay film uh. mode. All right. Yeah. 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 With the villain and the superhero kind of similar and yeah. Yeah. Pretty I much. also heard there's a lady venom and it was Yeah. Was oh my god. Wait, was that not Question in the mark? Mo- mo- I don't movie? remember this. Wait, I I, I heard it's like this. a Where par- are you pulling these facts? I don't yeah. know. Where what am I are your finding sources? these things? Okay, I shouldn't be speaking about like this on pe- public radio <laughs> without like claims <laughs> and academic like, references. <laughs> without uh, without my APA six <laughs> references. No, okay. Okay. Um, Sammy, did you watch anything or like anything that you're looking forward to? So I'm actually watching The Joker today. Oh! So I'm really keen. Okay. Yes, everybody. Joaquin. (laughs) Joaquin. My personal apologies for Haney's uh, puns. (laughs) (laughs) I think we need to make puns throughout the podcast. Yeah. Anyways. But look, (laughs) it wasn't that bad. Yes. Yeah. Um, I'm also keen for also getting a lot of buzz is Jojo Rabbit that will be coming oh, out yeah. later this year. Yes. Very Taika keen for that. Yeah. yeah. He's great. Oh. Yeah. 
I mean, Tyke is all the buzz. Mm. Um, obviously, he's getting a lot of attention recently. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so that looks amazing. I've been following all the, like, TIFF, Toronto oh, Film yeah. Festival mm. yep, press yep. stuff. Mm. Um, <laughs> whoopsie. <laughs> it looks really good. Another film, I don't know if you guys have seen on Netflix, um, Marriage Story. Mm. It's I've with Adam Driver um, and oh, Scarlett okay. Johansson. Oh, it's, it's not come mix. out yet, but okay. it looks really interesting. Okay. It's like a love story from both of their different perspectives in their marriage oh. and then their unfortunate separation, oh, but yes. it looks really good. I, so, I love that. <laughs> yeah, love. So keep an eye out, guys. Okay. It's really good. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. All right, so um, I'm just going to be introducing Being Don Malkovich real quick. So um, I think for me, Spike Jones, the first movie I ever watched by him was Hair from 2013. Mm. Yeah. So I was, I think, yeah, it was after graduation and it happened to be playing in Cinema Nova and I went to go see it. And admittedly, I know... um, you guys all talked about, oh, I really loved film ever since I was a child and I would have like my personal movie marathons and stuff. But for me, it wasn't until I was well into high school that I really got into film. Damn. So her was really one of those experiences that I was like, wow, you can really make movies about a seemingly absurd idea and make it really work and make it sentimental and stuff. And I thought this guy was like, oh, he knows how to make movies. I'll keep an eye out on him. And then um, and then I came across being John Malkovich and I watched that. It, I think the first time I watched it was maybe like a couple of years ago. And I thought it was totally wacky <laughs> and it was kind of like surrealism and like absurdist at its best Yes, mm. to me. And that was really interesting. And even to this day, I think um, Charlie Kaufman, the writer, is one of the best working writers at this moment. So he made um, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless yeah. Mind. He wrote and directed uh, Synecdoche, New York. He also wrote Anomalisa, I'm pretty sure. That's the stop motion one. Mm. Um, also very existential dread sort of a thing. Yeah. But yeah, that seems to be a running th- theme. And yes, so what did you guys think about being John Malkovich? It's so interesting how you say it's it was absurd um, mm. because it totally, <laughs> totally was. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, from like the seal, the weird ceilings to like, you can't understand me. Uh-huh. I'm just oh, saying, yeah. I'm, you know, like just, but um, I think it dealt with such normal issues. So you're just mm. like stuck in this bit, in this, you know, line between just something that's so surreal and then something that's dealing with normal issues like infidelity. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, I think it was a good film. I actually really enjoyed it. Mm. And um, cinematography-wise, I think the main elements that shined in that were when they go into Malkovich's mind. Uh-huh. Um, other than that, it was pretty. It was pretty still. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Yeah, but it still kind of spoke measures about um, mm. the society and how the world works. Yeah. And you know, I feel like capitalistic values too. Oh yeah, and like exploring gender and sexuality and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and normalizing that 
yeah. as well. I think it worked to normalize it. Yeah, I think it was extent. very progressive of the of like the film to do that in mm. 1999. Exactly. Yeah. Like 20 years ago. Exactly. Can we talk about Cameron Diaz? Cuz oh, I know. Oh, yeah. oh my god. Kept, like I just I can't didn't even recognize know it her. It. Yeah. I kept looking at the cast and it said Cameron Diaz and I was like, "No, that's mm, it's not her." It's not. It's yeah. not. What do you think? Um, I I agree totally with what you said about normalizing kind mm. of certain issues. Yeah, one the thing about how nonchalant they were about kind of gender and gender uh, ideals and like sexuality that was super interesting and very unexpected for a film that came out in 1999. And then I also really like how yeah, a lot of crazy stuff is going on in this film, but at the same time the characters act just so in like such a normal way that yeah. mm. it's just unlike the film we watched the other week Mood Indigo you know there's a lot of crazy stuff going on but this film it's the same but it's almost believable yeah, mm. yeah. because everyone's just acting so normally and you almost forget that mm. you've that. got this crazy concept yeah. because everyone's yeah. just just a regular person in this world yeah. and I really like that I think everyone's yeah. just kind of like all crazy together in yeah. a sense. That's why it normalizes. Yeah, that's why it's everyone's normal. crazy yeah. and everyone's yeah. so self-involved. Yeah, exactly. Mm. It's wild. So about the themes, we briefly touched upon um, gender and sexuality, mm. and I guess, but more beyond that, it's more about finding yourself, and the whole puppeteering thing plays into. I guess like the loss of identity and wanting mm, to wear yeah. someone's skin sort of a thing. Yeah. Mm. And and kind of like Craig's need for this control, I think. He's just like yeah. losing control over his identity mm. and I think and his marriage and mm. you know, I don't think he has friends cuz none of them were really mentioned. No. <laughs> and um his job, so he's this idea of trying to maintain control and the only thing he can control is these are these puppets mm. so i think that's his um way to kind of grasp yeah any sort of control in his life so he's kind trying of to kind of like live out his fantasies through puppeteering mm-hmm. it's mm. like that little scene where he he makes a puppet of maxine and kind of like forces a kiss on each other. Do you guys remember that? <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was not good. Well, I mean, like, you know, it's a very it human question to do, I think. But yeah, so like he kind of really indulges himself in playing God almost. Mm. And even when he is in like the persona of John Malkovich, he like flings himself around. He pla- <laughs> he he calls it puppeteering, yeah. which I found deeply disturbing. Yeah, yeah. a little bit. Oh, that was in his skin and doing that um, a song of despair, something oh, like yeah. that. Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. It's just like he's still not happy. No, <laughs> no yeah. even after no. like changing bodies, getting mm. a whole new persona, he's still not happy. So it's kind of this idea, I think, where happiness is an internal thing that's yeah exactly you know inflicted through yourself and he encounters the exact same kind of problems you know when it's like eight months later and he's already established his career as john malkovich Mm. he encounters the same problems of his wife uh (laughs) what's her name maxine Uh, Maxine, you know not really loving him still Mm. her heart is elsewhere yeah, and it's sad. This this guy just can't get a break. Mm. Yeah, and uh. he never like questions himself. Like, oh, 
maybe it's me. No, but he never does <laughs> no. that. It's to him, yeah. it's just yeah. like, I yeah. gotta have control of John Malkovich even more. Mm. So. Yeah. There's no self-reflection. Like, he's... No. I feel like he's the character, the way he's written and the way he's displayed, he's the least self-aware person oh, yeah. ever. And it's never his fault and... But then he's there's this melancholic sense of mm. sadness all the time. Yeah. And he says, um, consciousness is a terrible curse. And, like, that is just yeah. literally him in a quote because he's, yeah. he's just not conscious of his Very surroundings. nihilistic. Exactly. And his, and his wife's feelings and how kind of he perceives the world. He's just like, yeah, whatever. Just, yeah. yeah. I don't know why, but the whole... Um, concept of going into Malkovich's body reminded me of that Black Mirror episode. Mm. I don't know if you guys have seen the new season. I have. Striking Vipers. It's oh, like no, I haven't seen it's, that yet. No? Uh, okay. I won't spoil, but it's... Do you know what I'm talking yeah, about, Haley? Uh, I guess. No, like, like the idea of the infidelity <laughs> thing. Oh! And yeah, that's okay. what I'm getting at. And right. like going into a, a VR world and right. then... You know, and you're not satisfied with real world You're anymore, not satisfied sort of with real world. Yeah. But then th- is the infidelity in the VR world, is that real? And, mm. like, I'm going off on a bit of a... This is not really no, on topic. No, no, this is great, yeah. But, I mean, it was interesting. It's like how they play with both Craig and Lottie falling desperately in love with Maxine. Mm. It's like, is that is that really cheating? And then they sort of just... It's just very confusing for all the characters because yeah, I don't think they yeah. really know how to feel about it or whether they're actually mm. doing anything wrong. It's mm. yeah, it's very murky. I just thought it was hilarious. There was that scene where Maxine is just kind of like sitting in the middle, being like, "Ha ha ha, make a joke," <laughs> yeah. and and then like Craig and Lottie both like jump yeah. towards mm. her, and then she like pushes both of them away, and I thought that was so funny. I, I it's just. Um, being John Malkovich seems to handle very deep, like, personal themes, like, where do I belong sort of a thing, but continues to make it incredibly funny, um, Mm. in a way that everything is so absurd, you Mm. just kind of end up laughing, it's like, like, that wouldn't happen in real life, (laughs) but it might, so there's, there's, like, a breath of realism to Mm. it as well, um, but yeah, like going back to like the infidelity thing, I imagine it's like a lot more confusing for Lottie because she's a woman and she's never been with another woman before. Mm. And she has this revelation that like, oh, I'm, I must be like a trans man because I really liked being inside John Malkovich and I felt sexy and there's like a lot of like sexual mm-hmm. energy in yeah. there. Yeah. And, and what I liked mm. was um, the fact that Craig didn't, denounce Lottie's sexuality but instead he he didn't hate her or he didn't denounce her um sexual he did at the start for like a little bit and then he kind of agreed with it Mm. um but he didn't denounce his sexuality what made him mad was oh you're in love with the girl I'm in love with (laughs) yeah it's an incredibly self-centered oh yeah yeah it was just ah. Oh, it you're, was a good one. You're right. He's just like kind of not really aware of like everyone's relationships no. with each other. Yeah. yeah, and like that. I love that scene where uh, Lottie's in the cage, and then they. It seems like they have this moment where they make up and they love yeah. each other again, no. and then he's just using her yeah, to get with Maxine again. Mm. 
But it's just like their their whole relationship and their marriage and all this time that they spent together has just gone out the window mm. for this Maxine character. Mm. Who um, constantly yeah. like belittles him I as know. well. Yeah. Yeah. Is he into that? What is I just <laughs> yeah. and it's funny because they always cha- seem to challenge each other's idea of masculinity and each other's mm. sense of like femininity like mm. at the start Craig's like are you insane you're not a man you've never felt this way blah 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 and Lottie is also in a sense like belittling John Cusack in a way that like oh who's into like puppeteering anyways and I guess like I, I feel like performing arts isn't like a traditionally masculine role mm, sort of yeah. a occupation. So he's like yeah. a real dreamer. But in a sense that it, it's really funny that he's kind of the normal, like the like the straight man sort of a mm. archetype here that the audiences latch onto because when he first goes into like the half floor office it's like bewildered what the heck is this and he's always thinking like what is happening around me so it's very much like an audience's perspective yeah, sort of a thing yeah, yeah and it just makes me think maybe I'm like <laughs> super self-centered and not considering Ooh. other people's feelings and because we never know. We'll never know. <laughs> Arushi just gave me a pat on the shoulder. Um, so I'm there. fine. But, you know, it's just these things that, is like, this, films make you think. Secretly, or, you know, like, like therapy session. That's like, why, so why I chose it so I can you speak are. openly about these problems <laughs> in front of an audience. No, but it's great. Whoa. It's like a very challenging movie, and I love it that. Is. And, you know, I would say it's kind of weird if someone watched it and felt like, that was a good flick, and then I think exactly it catalyzes your thinking about how conscious you are mm. by kind of contrasting the lack of consciousness in these people, and you're just like, wow, they really don't care about anybody else. So yeah. you're like, wait, do I not care about anybody? Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. So if we were all <laughs> in a down. position where. If there was a hole in the studio where you could peer into, like, a like a well-known actor, but right. not, like, super into it, you would be curious, and it would possibly... You would give it a go. It would possibly change your whole life. You might find out some things that you didn't mm. know about yourself in, I don't know, because you've never experienced being exactly. in someone's head before. And you began, you began to really sympathize with these characters. Mm. Like, I know we all talked about Lottie, but I think that's also because we're all women and we see, like, um, I guess, like, the perceived the femininity and how, like, ooh, now... John Malkovich has like a sense it has like a tinge of femininity and I want to like relate to that and they think it's kind of like really attractive and such mm. I think it's a, it's really interesting because it's not a movie just for one audience as well no. it's for everyone because everyone wants to be in someone else's shoes mm. yeah and it's um can we talk about Floris for a second because she oh. is just oh. a character <laughs> yeah I wrote yeah. down her name okay because okay. Okay, she's. I feel like she's just an embodiment of this like benevolent ignorance, and she's just like, mm. she just will only hear what she wants to hear. Oh, like she's, yeah. she understands oh, yeah. everything. Yeah, but she's like, okay, yeah, I have no, no idea what you're saying. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> she's literally the furthest away uh-huh. from Reality? being conscious. Oh, being conscious. Yeah. Mm. 
And at times I feel like she's she's just this like shell of a human being. <laughs> Oh, she's like, really oh, I'm really weird. gonna, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm only gonna like listen to what I want to listen to. Everything yeah. that she hears as well. She's yeah. just like, just oh, a I filter. Yeah. It's like, okay, I'm just gonna take in whatever supports my values. Yeah, in- it's incredibly yeah, robotic basically. to a yeah. sense where she doesn't even feel human. She's just there as like a comedic prop almost. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because the Whoa. thing she says is really funny. It's because you would think no one would ever say that, and then she's kind of like a like a like a like a device almost uh. by Dr. Lester as well because he's like ah oh, but I hope you don't assume that I'm <laughs> banging her or anything yeah and, and but she's then just there proceeds she's, to just sexualize her completely yeah, it's and it's just, just like, like oh. fine whatever <laughs> I, I feel like those like Dr. Lester and Floris mm. they kind of act to ground um mm. Craig's character yeah I agree with you that Craig like it's a weird world they're in and it's a weird mm. situation but Craig is sort of like the grounding force and like how the audience would see the story un- mm, yep. unraveling yep. and it's just like he's the normal guy yeah, in a lot of the situation Craig look normal honestly yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, and that is a big props to him yeah big <laughs> props he, he acts in ways that mm. Like, the speech pattern is normal, and he's just kind of like, what? And all these, like, appropriate things. What the F moments. Yeah. All these characters just doing these things around him, and, you know, his wife going off with Maxine. He has a a normal reaction to that. And I I often sympathised with him, even though Mm. he wasn't the nicest bloke at times. Mm. No, yeah. he was never a nice bloke. <laughs> no, <laughs> but, I sympa- but you sympathise with him, yeah. or at least I did. Yeah, I did. <laughs> you did? <laughs> uh, I mean, when he fell at the end and he's just standing there in the rain and he's like, I gave up my whole life yeah. and she just went away. Like, yeah. I was just like, I'm happy for them, but yeah. I'm like also sad for yeah. you. <laughs> yeah, like I get it sort of a thing. Mm. Okay, so yes. a thing that I wanted to talk about was how they're all so infatuated by Malkovich like that was and, weird <laughs> right like overly obsessed I get it and like he's a celebrity and that's kind of like mm. the status quo to kind of be in love with celebrities but um it's almost as if Malkovich is this state of consciousness and self-awareness that's how I saw it at mm. least that these three especially Lottie um Lester and Craig are all after because they are the least self-aware. Oh well, to some mm. extent. I mean, Lot- Lottie, I wouldn't say as much, but um, they they are searching for this self-awareness and they're searching for identity and also power, even mm. in in a way. Mm. And that's what Malkovich all has. But ex- as compared to someone like Maxine, who um, is just like I don't really care about self-awareness. I just mm. I just care about the money. So that's why in a way she, that's why she didn't know who he was, I feel like. And that was a maybe a directorial choice. I feel like Maxine like she never has any interest of going down the portal. And no. I, I kind of think maybe because she is so sure of herself and yeah. she's, you know, she just sees it as like a business opportunity. Yeah, yeah, mm. it's nothing more for her. Yeah. Mm. Hmm. Yeah, I and th- I think it's really interesting that they're always so after the like the fifteen minute trip of being in John Malkovich's <clears throat> head, they're just dropped off in a gutter somewhere. Yeah, and yeah. I think that that really spoke to me because it's kind of like oh, look at how like 
look at the sad existence that you're living right. outside of ah. John Malkovich sort of a thing. And then mm. you come to a realization, you're just kind of snapped back into reality and say like, oh, I guess I really am this like insignificant being mm. and I gotta go back to being John Malkovich. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it was really, it was really sad. I agree oh, yeah. with that. I just, I just saw it a little bit differently. Where I was like, okay, so these people are trying to kind of impersonate somebody else, mm. and the and maybe the director's trying to say, well, this is what happens when you try and be someone else, and you get left on the side of the street, oh, pretty much. I see. And um, it was just like a social. Uh, kind of right so yeah. it's like oh be who you really who are you, <laughs> yeah just like complete cliche like be who you want yeah follow your dreams yeah. <laughs> and so. even the, speaking of follower dreams even the fact that um craig could never really make it into the puppeteering until he had all this like fame of being john malkovich mm. backing him yeah like that's mm. when like so his he he wasn't like changed in a way that his finesse and talent of maneuvering these puppets was like more advanced or anything he Mm. was still the same guy with the same talent Mm. but just because he was John Malkovich he was all of a sudden this big like theatrical like revolutionizing guy yeah and that really says a lot about I think that says a lot about our media really like people are willing to eat up anything that people who you already know from yeah yeah Yeah, which is so weird like even like fashion trends if we go to like the the most basic thing right Mm. if if someone wears crocs (laughs) (laughs) good old crocs (laughs) um it's you know maybe not as valued as if like you know, have you seen those, like, Crocs? Balenciaga. Yeah. Yes. Oh. Well, like, the Crocs that are, like, bejeweled and they're, like, a thousand dollars. Yes, oh. and they're, like, a foot exactly. high. Exactly, yeah. Oh, and if a celebrity wears them. the whole idea of Crocs them. was to be comfortable. Mm. <laughs> yeah, right. It's <laughs> not anymore. It is interesting. Like, the, it, maybe that is a central theme. It's, like, yeah. Your worth yeah. isn't really, like, the skills it's that like you have. It's, like, against in individualism. Yeah. It's, like, whatever so you do, sad. you're going to be... A, a speck in the dust unless like, you are unless you <laughs> have just, the right like situation yeah. <laughs> I mean so, it's a it's so a don't aim handles. for anything oh yeah, <laughs> don't ever do it things. don't ever try yeah <laughs> don't do anything you're not gonna leave anything behind <laughs> oh sort of no <laughs> just, a, just a man oh, on the side God. of the gutter whoa um, whoa well even like mm. Maxine when when um she has no interest in um Craig's puppeteering she just kind of like Shits all over it. Um, and then when he's Malkovich, she's, like, oh, totally in love yeah. with him. And she, she somehow respects it. Yeah. And even though like, it is the same guy. Show me, like, show me how you do puppeteering yeah. while you're inside yeah. John Malkovich. It's, I gotta say, like, Maxine came yeah. off as, like, a really odd character to me. Because Weird. she always seems to, I don't know almost fetishize someone else inside John Malkovich because it doesn't matter if it was Craig or Lottie because at one point Lottie was super mad like oh that wasn't me who you were with yeah. that was Craig and she was like oh really yeah, <laughs> yeah. like she, she doesn't she couldn't care. give a exactly. rat's ass I'm just like exactly. her character development is so interesting because mm. it goes from like not caring being super flirty to like 
being complete, like the epitome of just yeah, incredibly cold hatred and, and annoyance. And, yeah, and yeah. then like in kind of loving the idea that someone else, and then going from go, and then going to complete love. But like, what was like the trigger that changed her in a way? Was it's it the weird. pregnancy? Maybe. Yeah, I, I don't know. I never really. I don't really, even up until the end when she kind of has her happy ending with Lottie, I don't really believe that. I just don't believe yeah. her. I don't trust She's her. So manipulative. She's so yeah. manipulative and almost two-faced. I mean, mm. I don't really know what she's thinking, even up until the end. I mean, okay. I, I don't know. talk like, about the ending is she a little re- bit. Is Emily really ready to swim or? <laughs> <laughs> you start doubting everything. Like, I start doubting everything. And I'm like, that's the real question. That's the real question. Okay, so I do have to mention that. Um, so I guess, I guess we're going into spoiler territory. But hey, this movie has been out for 20 years. If you're like, oh, the spoilers, uh, <laughs> jokes on you. Just tune because out because it's been out for ages. But. Um, <laughs> I real so in the end, like Maxine and Lottie kind of get together and they have a kid. And the only thing I did like is that the winners, with quotes, in the end, they weren't some heteronormative couple, and I liked mm. that. And they, it was kind of like yeah, they're painting Lottie and Maxine in like a very happy ending, sort of a lighting, and like it's. I think the first time I get to see sunlight in the whole movie, like there's a lot oh, of natural yeah, lighting, right, yeah. and um, you get to see Lottie and like Maxine having like, a mildly flirtatious conversation, and they're like, in their spathers and stuff. Um, I liked that, but like the whole ending was incredibly depressing. I find because Lottie is now maybe perpetually in a manipulative relationship. And I gotta talk about Craig. Craig yeah. is like and her their daughter's kid. like yeah. her ex-boyfriend. <laughs> it's like <laughs> Can wow. we discuss can someone give me an explanation of the ending and the child? Oh uh, Well he gets gets trapped in Emily's body. Yeah. Um at what point does that happen again? Is it like the subconscious so you know he how gets lost? There was a whole cult of <laughs> yeah. like um, Dr. Lester and like the other people who are like yeah. we aren't really who we see we're actually these people who took over the thing and then remember when Dr. Lester was like no he has this she has the seed of John Malkovich <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. so I think the whole idea was to have like an offspring so they can pass on their like subconscious uh, to this mm. like I guess like you know, just the usual stuff. Um, <laughs> um, and oh, speaking of lighting, yes, um, there's a lot of interest. Uh, if you didn't notice, there was a lot of blue. Oh yeah, in the whole oh. film, especially yeah. in well, in the whole film except the last bit, as you mentioned, yeah, there's yeah, a lot of yeah. great light in there. Mm. Um, I think that just like makes the whole atmosphere so melancholic, and yeah. um, even the dialogue when she says it's just an unhappy soul and this and that and mm. paired with the production design like there's not many plants that you see ah. i think i feel like plants are this you know core of like when i see them I'm like oh life and greenery yeah. Yeah. the only time i really saw them well only time i really noticed them was was when craig was craig found it found the job in the newspaper that's like his oh. kind of um new start 
See, I thought that was just because the office was a different realm from the city that they were living in. So they had these like rubber plants um, mm. that around the offices, as offices do. But in this like cold city metropolitan area that Craig and um, Lottie inhabits in, there's hardly any, I guess, plant life. It's just. Mm. People's like, yeah, and super sterile, kind of yeah. dingy. It's not like a city. It's you'd want to live depressing. in at all. No, it's no. very. It's like an. It's like a weird alley, but expanded yeah. into yeah. a whole city. Yeah. yeah. Speaking of the home, like mm. it's constantly so overwhelmed by like the Craig barely the gets a second alone. Oh yeah. yeah. Like even when he's on the phone to Maxine, in the background you see Lottie with the monkey and the mm. animals and the I still can't get my head around the animals. Mm. I don't know what they're meant to be like. Oh, uh, you know what? The monkey though. And that little is, uh, that little flashback what? you have. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know. I was just Can we discuss See, I was thinking, <laughs> kind of that brought to my attention. Like, are there yeah. more cults? Uh, uh-huh. Are there just beings everywhere that have been <gasps> subjected to this Malkovich-esque, oh. this portal? Oh, or even, yeah. like, different species, like the yeah. monkey. That's what I yeah. was yeah. kind of like, getting the sense of as well. Where was his mind? And mm. did he have this element of consciousness the entire time? Yeah. Like, yeah, honestly, that was so weird. I think even though he's an animal, he's the most emotionally intelligent out of all of the characters. He's the most developed character. Literally. And it's so ironic. That's Elijah, it's so monkey. ironic the fact that he's the one who's getting therapy like for his <laughs> yeah. trauma. Oh, yeah. It's like, okay, Whoa, that's Lottie, like, that's a that bit hypocritical. Damn. <laughs> yeah, I, that's just what I thought. And I was like, yeah. he's, and he's like the whole kind of story is just every character is just so selfish. You don't see mm. anyone acting you know, outside of their own self-interest, yeah, except right. this monkey who yeah. opens and helps Lottie's yeah. kind of um, ropes. And yeah, it's just like, yeah. wow. It just, the, right. imagine the whole, like, aim of this movie was um, animals are better than humans. I, I was going to say, I agree. The animals are kind of better than humans in a yeah. sen- certain sense. I agree. Um, but I do think it has, like, an upstream color sort of a feel. I don't know if you guys have seen it. heard of it. But it's like, the whole idea is that all this time there's like a ploy it might seem like oh there's a hole to get inside john malkovich's head haha i'm gonna be smart and make money off of this but really there's a bigger power behind it trying to harvest these like subconscious minds to implant into physical bodies and i thought that's why like the parrot was really interesting because it keeps saying stuff like shut up oh the <laughs> parrot never came back yeah. I oh yeah about the and i thought like Hmm, that's a very like negative thing to say for a parrot. What do you do all day? It's like maybe it's the subconscious of the human saying because they were so unhappy with the body that they were trapped in. Mm. It's kind of like a parallel to how Craig was like, oh, Maxine inside, like Maxine's daughter. Oh, right. Yeah, and he can't manipulate Maxine's daughter at the point, but maybe in the future he could, and it'll <gasps> be like the parrot and Maxine's like daughter. Are have, we about like, to make a sequel of this? Film? Oh my god! I think so. Yeah. <laughs> we need to make a theory. We need to. This is. I'm sure. I'm sure some people Whoa. really have like fleshed out this theory mm. because. You know, I'm sure there are smarter people than us out yeah. there in the world. <laughs> you know, I want to know. Something. Yeah, I want to know what you guys thought of mm. the seven and a half like building because there's so many interpretations. What I thought was it's because a half is like he's kind of um 
evolving into his this next or transitioning into this next period of his life mm. so the so the lift number or the area he's in is seven and a half but ironically even though he's like transitioning he doesn't fit he physically doesn't fit in no. to yeah. the area yeah. Yeah. and he's just like not understood by you know uh, our good old friend mm. Francine no Ma- Maxine Ma- Maxine Francine but the one who doesn't understand <laughs> oh, oh Florence. Florence yeah Florence yeah I I felt like the office space was super interesting and it almost just acted like it was just a symbol of how life was just bearing down on him and it was just such a mm. I felt like it was more of a prop to kind of just display how mundane and and how I don't know how trapped he was in his mm. life um I mean they could have had a regular office space that was just very claustrophobic mm. and 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 um stuffy but I feel like it just conveyed that point a whole lot mm. more. And it kind of mimicked the house where he's all constantly like oh, yeah. around people and this yeah. it's just like the whole frames being just constantly dirtied by other plants or mm. like, you know, animals or Lottie. And that was kind of shown when at his most vulnerable point when he goes into the office with Maxine mm. in the blocking where there's just a whole row of people running oh, yeah. outside when he's running outside. It's yeah. like almost like he's almost under surveillance at all times and just like people are always weighing in on his life yeah society is Mm. and that's why he can't you know get out of his own head yeah like so trapped confronted by those opinions um so another thing i wanted to mention was Mm -hmm. guys the amount of mirrors is did you see like the reoccurring i don't know i saw it as a reoccurring motif Mm. Okay. And because you know mirrors always represent right. self reflection, yes. uh-huh. and the first scene is him like breaking the mirror. Yes, and I just saw that as like he's oh, unable yeah. to self reflect. Like, he's in the shot oh. of yeah. the mirror as yeah. well. So exactly, to, like, and even the in the last one when John Malkovich comes back, he's mm. he looks into the mirror and he's like, "I'm back," mm. you know. Um, I saw that as pretty interesting. It was quite yeah. interesting. Mm. I mean, the thing with self-reflection is kind of like, I think I saw that theme the most in the scene where John Malkovich goes inside his own head and everyone's John <laughs> Malkovich. Yeah, oh, that was like, is this a, like some pseudo-narcissism or something? Yeah. Or is this like, yeah, just and he's how just he like, the Malkovich, world. Malkovich, and yeah. there's a lady across him the, be like, Malkovich, and she's got menu. like huge breasts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And he's just like Malkovich, Malkovich yeah. with Malkovich. I think that's kind of like, um, like I guess like self indulgence, but mm. it, like if you if you like try to look into yourself too deep, <coughs> it's gonna be toxic almost. Where to the point where you kind of go insane because he was like, oh, I don't want this yeah. anymore, or he's just unable to kind of comprehend deconstruct yeah. his mm. own like you know mental. Mm abilities and mm. his state of mind yeah all right so um we'd just like to wrap up really quickly so would you guys recommend and to whom yes i would recommend this to people who want to dive a little bit deeper into their self-conscious whoa no. yeah conscious. <laughs> and also my eight-year-old sister who now understands <laughs> deeper out. concepts shout out to shiner shout- 
Um, <laughs> Shout out because to she, she watched Venom that one time and has Aww. never gotten over it. Well, maybe this will give her some sleepless nights as oh, well. Oh, no. yeah. Can't wait. She's Can't a year wait. older. She can handle it now. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'd also recommend this film. Um, mm. I mean, it's it's... It's one of those classic films, and I get it now. I get mm. why it is a classic. Mm. She gets um, it. Yeah, I get it. It's just, it raises a lot of interesting questions, as we've been discussing today. Mm. And if you like films that sort of make you think about existential ideas and what it means to be human and have consciousness and all that, this is the film for you. <laughs> I don't know why I'm advertising it like that. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's a really good film. And it's super interesting. Yes. Yeah. Um, I think I would definitely recommend this film as someone for someone who wants to um, delve into more challenging films, I suppose. Um, and I think this is a pretty good gateway to Charlie Kauf- Kaufman's stuff, apart from Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, because I feel like that one is pretty commercial and well-liked by most other people. Um, I think being John Malkovich kind of... T- turns up the surreal factor mixed with the realism a notch more and I think that's what makes it so compelling Mm. Um, and you know when he said compliments of the house when um, he was going into his own mind Mm -hmm. that just like speaks measures of its own it's like your thoughts aren't truly yours I feel like and it's Uh, you know Oh yeah, they're often a, ruled yeah. by societal pressures and culture and religion and mm. your upbringing. Mm. So like, that's kind of scary mm. to yeah. know that you know like your yeah, thoughts are so really like, exactly yeah. and so heavily influenced by others. Yeah. You're, you don't own your own thoughts mm. in a way. Mm. I think that's so, why they chose mm-hmm. puppeteering as like a media to talk about because there's that whole idea of free will sort of a thing yeah. and does the it exist movie yeah it doesn't exist it really depends on like maybe there's someone inside our heads right now <laughs> oh we are diving deep into these conspiracies <laughs> we today are. there's a lot we to are. this movie mm-hmm. um definitely give it a watch yes definitely do um yes and for next week we will be coming back at 5 p.m and it's sammy's turn to um give us a movie so, Sammy, which movie will so, it be? Next week, guys, tune yes. in because we'll be discussing one of my favorite films ever, The Truman Show, Woo. directed by Peter Weir, mm-hmm. starring none oh, other than. Oh, is it by Peter she- Weir? It is. Oh. It is. I had no idea. It is. Isn't he um, Dead Poet Society? Yeah. Oh. Same guy. That's one of my favorite and films. Yeah, I was so going good. to. I was actually going to choose that one. Dang. That was an option. Mm. But uh, this I'm going to steal that. <laughs> oh, how dare you. <laughs> <laughs> um, just a quick summary, guys. It's it's sort of, I won't spoil, but uh, if you liked being John Markovich, you'll love The Truman Show. It's also about a guy who finds out that his reality is not as it seems to be. And he just has to learn to function with his life mm. after everything is turned upside down. Mm. Um, so yeah, good well, old Jim Carrey. Good old Jim, good old Carrey. Jim Carrey. He's so good in like non-comedic. Yeah, roles. it's I think mm. one of his best performances to date. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll wrap it up, guys. Mm-hmm. Bye, friends.